Hey there, swim fans. Welcome to another episode of Whiteboard Wednesday. And on today's episode, I'm sharing with you what happens to your body when you swim, according to science. We're gonna talk about it on a system level, on a molecular level, and some things that you experience when you're in the water before, during, and after your swim. Now, if you haven't already checked out the Whiteboard Wednesday, the 10 awesome health benefits of swimming, check it out, linked in the description below. If you're new to the channel, welcome to My Swim Pro, where we share the latest and greatest technique and training for everything that you need to know about improving your swimming performance and health. Now, before we get into the crazy science and what happens to your body when you swim, I first wanna highlight a Harvard Medical School published study. And the first study looked at 46,000 males and females who were in one of four groups. They were either runners, walkers, swimmers, or just physically inactive people. And they measured blood pressure, cholesterol levels, energy output, and of course, other tests related to cardiovascular health. And you know what? The swimmers and the runners had the best numbers in every single category. And now the second study looked at over 40,000 men aged 20 to 90 with an average length of 13 years of observation. And in that time, only 2% of the swimmers passed away in comparison to 8% of the runners, 9% of the walkers passed away, and 11% of the physically inactive people pass away. Now that is a huge difference showing that swimmers are much healthier later on in life than the rest of the population. And for women, swimming just 30 minutes a day can decrease coronary heart disease by 30 to 40%. It also helps raise HDL, that's the good cholesterol. And some studies have shown that aerobic exercise can keep the cells in the lining of your arteries more flexible and healthier. There's no question that swimming is an awesome form of fitness. And before we get into the details, we first need to understand energy systems. So let's go through an energy systems one-on-one -on -one without going too deep into the details. Now, if we have a diagram here of ATP, adenosine triphosphate, we've got our phosphate, our ribose, adenine group right there. And this is important because there's three major energy systems. We have the phosphagen system, right? This means every cell has enough ATP to last for anywhere from five to 10, maybe 15 seconds, right? This is when you exert yourself in a short-term, high-intensity activity. The swimming example of this is doing 425 sprints on the minute, going off the block as fast as possible, maybe not even going a 25, maybe going like a 12 and a half or 10 meters at max effort. If you're Caleb Dressel, that's like eight seconds of work in a 25 yard freestyle. For most people, they're probably 10, 12, 15, 20 seconds, and that is gonna be using your phosphagen system. Now, what happens when you go a little bit longer than that? Because not everything when you swim is a short burst. What happens when you're moving fast, high output, but it's a little bit longer than that. Then we move into the glycogen system. So after 15 seconds, after five to 15 seconds of ATP is used up, and now the body is resulting to glycogen. And this glycolysis is the predominant energy system when you're exerting yourself anywhere from that 15 seconds all the way to 120 seconds, up to two minutes of physical work. So an example in swimming would be doing four 100s, best average, you're going pretty hard on all of these, on the three minute, and let's say you're swimming those in 60 seconds. So you're gonna do repeat efforts because eventually your ATP is gonna get tapped out. You can't go max effort for 60 seconds. You can really only go max effort 
for five, 10, maybe 15 seconds. Physiologically, you can't go anymore. And so you go into this glycolysis glycogen system. Now what happens when you're swimming longer than that? Because even then, most of the time that you're swimming, you're not training in either of these systems. You're actually training in the aerobic system. So after two minutes of physical work, after two minutes of swimming, your body realizes that you're not gonna stop swimming. If you go out for a swim, after two minutes your body's like, okay, we need to use oxygen. Most of the cellular energy in the body is through this method. If you think about it, a 60 minute workout, even if you're not swimming 30 minutes continuously, most of your time is spent in this aerobic system. If you wanna race fast in competition, of course, you need to put some effort into these two systems as well. An example here is going eight 200s at endurance at four minutes, and let's say it takes you about three and a half minutes to do a 200. So you're doing about 25 minutes of relatively continuous work, and so you're in the aerobic system. We don't need to get too much into the science, but please give it a like if you enjoyed my ATP molecular diagram. Now let's talk about it in the human body. So what do you actually feel and experience when you go into the water and you're doing your workout and you're swimming, whether it's after a race, a workout session, how do you feel and how does that impact your body? Well, I have outlined a few major elements of the human body. Let's start out with your blood. So according to the American Heart Association, swimming is considered aerobic activity. Aerobic exercise enlarges the heart, that might be news to you, and it increases the blood flow through the entire body, right? Because you're engaging all of your muscles, this all connects to each other, and so your blood has to pump all this molecular happenings, it has to pump it through the body, and that really ties into how it impacts your heart. Because we know that after two minutes, your body goes into this aerobic respiration because your heart has to pump all of the oxygenated blood through the body. So your heart is like this main vessel that keeps things moving, and as you work out, as you swim, your heart is circulating your blood, that oxygenated blood, and making all of this magic happen so that you can actually achieve in the water. Now what happens to your skin? So when you move, you produce heat. Like the human body is just exothermic reaction just happening. There's so many billions of operations happening on a molecular atomic level that you don't actually see. But what you do see is your skin tone start to change when you're swimming and you're fatigued. So for example, either yourself or you've seen other swimmers, they're working out really hard and their face turns red, right? They look pink, they look either really embarrassed or they just finished four 200s best average, something like that. Maybe their entire body turns red, as if you're really hot, right? That's happening because your blood vessels are dilating and that brings the heat to the surface and to the skin. And some people turn red. And as a result, your skin is really showing the effort that you're putting in the water. So that's very visible. You can't really see your heart pumping, but you can definitely see your skin tone start to change. Another thing that you can see with swimming is the muscular engagement. When you see a swimmer, we talk about that pump in the weight room, and there's a reason why swimmers are considered to have the best bodies and physiques in the world of any athlete, because you're truly engaging every single muscle in the water when it comes to your core, stability, your upper body, your lats, your biceps, glutes, your hamstrings, your calves, everything is engaged when you swim. And so your muscles are super, super engaged. Now, you are micro-tearing, your muscles, a lot of people don't know this, but you're actually generating tears in your muscles. But this isn't like tearing a sheet of paper because that would be, uh, that, that's bad, that requires surgery. So when you tear your muscles in swimming, it can take up to 24 to 48 hours to recover. And that's why you feel sore. Sometimes after a hard workout, maybe your lats, your triceps, 
your pecs, I don't know, something in your body could feel really sore. And that's the muscle tears that are happening. And you should also check out the whiteboard ones that I did on strength and conditioning for swimming because that's where you can really maximize the muscular engagement and that will benefit you in the pool. So check it out linked in the description below. Now for your lungs are really, really engaged and they're like the engine behind all of this. So with your lungs, swimming can actually help increase your lung volume. Because in swimming, different than other sports, you can't actually breathe the entire time you do the activity. It's not like running where you have full access to your oxygen, you get into a rhythm, or any other thing on land, which is pretty much all other sports. You can breathe whenever you feel like it and you can get in sync with whatever pattern of motion that you're using as you use your muscles. Now with swimming, you're engaging your muscles and you're not allowed to breathe necessarily at the time that your body might want it. So because you have to get used to this, you actually increase your VO2 max. Now what is your VO2 max? It is the maximum amount of oxygen that your body is able to use. And so as you swim and as you become more conditioned, as you get in better shape, you increase your VO2 max. Basically, you're making your lungs more efficient. And as your body becomes more efficient, this whole operating machine, the human body, becomes more efficient because your lungs are now more efficient, your heart becomes more efficient, it is circulating more, that oxygenated blood more efficiently. And of course, because your blood is moving and you have the muscular engagement, that's how you get the swimmer body. Now finally, what happens to your brain? The brain loves swimming. And we've all talked about mental health and the benefits in the, in the body, when we talk about the mind and the endorphins, the brain really enjoys it and the extra blood flow moving through the brain and these endorphins makes you more awake, alert, and focused. And this can happen in any type of sport, but I think swimming is something really special because you're sort of in your own world, you're in this medium that is 800 times more dense than air and you have this zero gravity feel, you get not only this endorphin effect, but you get this mental clarity that you don't really get in any other sport. So your brain loves swimming. Those are called the feel-good endorphins, right? You get them in any kind of activity, but in swimming especially, that zero gravity is something special. So how do you feel after swimming? I would love to know in the comments, how do you guys feel after you swim, a study was performed at Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana to study the results of active physical fitness on aging. Dr. Joel Sager led the Councilman Center for Science and Swimming in examining for specific markers associated with aging. So we're talking about physical function, health, quality of life, physical activity patterns of master swimmers in the general population. And the results showed that master swimmers had a significant overall improved quality of life, physical health, and mental health markers. And the general public showed a huge drop in physical wellness after the age of 45. When you look at the master swimmers, after the age of 45, there was only a small drop incrementally at that age, and there was only a bigger lift off in those markers after the age of 55, when the general population had already seen that decline at the age of 45. And overall, a swimmer's health is significantly better than the general population. The largest difference in the study was shown in mental health because the general population has ups and downs throughout their lives starting at the age of 18. But the master swimmers, on the other hand, showed a steady increase all the way through, even at the age of 65 plus, where the general populace is at its lowest. As you can see, from physical health, mental health, swimming is an incredible benefit to the human body. And in this video, hopefully it showed a little bit more what happens to your body when you swim, according to science, all the different energy systems and body parts. Check it out, let us know what you think, and we wanna know 
How do you feel after swimming? Let us know in the comments. If you're new to the channel, again, welcome. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share this video with all of your swimming and non-swimming friends. That was Whiteboard Wednesday. We'll see you guys later.